Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Let's jump on over here to the uh, America's... Yeah, here we go. I guess we got the whole New York Times slobbering over Joe Biden's age. but look, And I'll get to that now, too. But the piece by Jonathan Turley. The other day, America's state media, the blackout on Biden corruption is truly Pulitzer-level stuff. Byron Donalds, congressman from Florida. Actually, is there is that actually being fed down uh, anywhere? Maybe on C-SPAN.org? Yeah, maybe check that one. We're just, sorry, we're calling audibles. That's what we call it. It's official uh, lingo in the radio biz. Just like JIP. Join in progress. SOT, sound on tape. I got all sorts of acronyms. Okay, so Byron Donalds, a congressman from Florida, at a recent press conference, he tried to basically shame the press and induce others to show some bit of interest in this corruption scandal. He said, this is easy pickings, Pulitzer-level stuff right here. And he's not wrong. He really isn't. I mean, if you want a Pulitzer nowadays... Right. I mean, who and I don't know if you still do want a Pulitzer after it so besmirched itself with the awarding of. But to the New York Times and the Washington Post, they gave them the awards for the the Russia gate, Russia collusion hoax. They're reporting on that. So I don't know if you even want a Pulitzer any longer. But if you do, this seems like it'd be a pretty good way to do it. I mean, I think if you uncover corruption in the highest levels of government selling access to foreign adversaries, to me, that seems like it might be newsworthy. I could get you an award. And by the way, that is that is sort of the template, right? That is sort of the template in order to get uh, awards. I mean, yes, you can do really well-researched and, and, and written pieces, lots of nat sound for audio. But one of the main ways as a reporter, as an outfit, as an outlet that you that you win the awards is that you you affect change, that you got a law passed or somebody went to jail. Right. Something happened as a direct result of your uh, reporting. And so this seems to me. That's Jamie Raskin. Raskin speaks after reviewing Biden FBI document. Hmm. All right, so I mean, well, I'll, I will see what uh, if there's. I'm sure they'll it'll be available up at YouTube at some point, because um, that's odd. That so I guess they just came out of. I guess they did go and look at the document that the FBI said they could look at. Which first, remember, they said they wouldn't even acknowledge existed, but then they, um, then they did acknowledge it existed, and they said if you'd like to come look at it, you can come look at it. And at first, they said no, you need to give it to us. But now it appears that Raskin and Comer did, in fact, go look at the document, which, by the way, uh, not that I convinced them to do this, but I did say that they should do that. Just go look at it and then then go after him for contempt. You can do both. 
That was my recommendation. I'm not saying that they listen to this program, but I'm not not saying it either. Anyway, the response was virtually immediate when Byron Donalds tried to get the press to uh, to look into it. Despite showing nine Biden family members allegedly receiving funds from corrupt figures in Romania, China, and other countries, the New Republic quickly ran a story headline, Republicans finally admit they have no incriminating evidence on Joe Biden. <laughs> That's what they did. Jonathan Turley says, for a lot of us, it was otherworldly. You know, a decade ago, when then-Vice President Joe Biden was denouncing corruption in Romania and Ukraine and promising action by America, massive payments were flowing to his son, Hunter Biden, and a variety of family members, including his grandchildren. Is that not weird? Do you think that's weird? It seems kind of weird. The brilliance of the Biden team was that it invested the media in the scandal at the very beginning. How? By burying the laptop story as Russian disinformation before the election, which was, of course, false. But it took two years for most major media outlets to acknowledge that the laptop was, in fact, authentic. And even now, they don't bother doing any real follow-up. They're just kind of like, oh, yeah, that laptop, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that uh, that was true. Moving on. The media then ignored what was on the laptop. Hundreds of emails detailed potentially criminal conduct and raw influence peddling in foreign countries. It's like they don't even care. When media outlets like the New York Post confirmed the emails, the media then insisted that there was no corroboration of the influence peddling payments and no clear proof of criminal conduct. It entirely ignored the obvious corruption itself. Now that the House has released corroboration in actual money transfers linking many in the Biden family, right, via the bank accounts, which they had to get subpoena power to uncover. Now, the media insists that there's no scandal because there's no direct proof of payments to Joe Biden. Right. Goalposts moved again. Who are you selling access to if not the vice president? Right. If not Joe Biden, what other service are you providing in in Biden Family Inc? What 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 is the what is I know Hunter Biden with his with his artistic abilities and his uh, insights into uh, international energy markets, right? Come on. Putting aside that it's only the fourth month of an investigation, the media's demand of a direct payment to President Biden is laughably absurd. The payments were going to his family, but he was the object of the influence peddling, right? The House has shown millions of dollars going to at least nine Bidens, like dividends. As a longtime critic of influence peddling among both Republicans and Democrats, I have never seen the equal of the Bidens, says Turley. The whole purpose of influence peddling is to use family members as shields for corrupt officials. Exactly. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, I guess this is part of the thing. Like, all of a sudden, the the media doesn't know what influence peddling is. All of a sudden, they have no idea. And I guess maybe it's sort of related to the same sort of sacrifice in exchange for the superpower, you know? Where they, where they get, you have to make a sacrifice. So what apparently 
virtually everybody in the media has sacrificed is the ability to discern political motivation among Democrats. But in exchange, they know for certain the motivation of every single Republican. That's the trade-off. It's kind of a Faustian bargain, I guess. You know, it's like Superman has his kryptonite kind of deal. Like, okay, reporter, you're going to get to choose. And you're going to choose either you get to know the motivation of all Republicans, but you never can know the motivation of Democrats. Or you can go like, I'll take that one. (laughs) And what's amazing is that all of the motivation is apparently racism. So you don't even really need to take that when they, I don't know who's offering this, the journalism gods or something, or your professors at J school, when they offer you this, this superpower, you don't even need it. You could just pretend you have the superpower and just say Republicans are motivated by racism and then take whatever else they're offering. You know, you could, you, you basically could get both of them. You get two, you get like a BOGO. But, um, the whole purpose is to use the family members. That's the reason. Instead of making direct payments to Joe, a.k.a. the big guy, because that would be a bribe, obviously. No, instead, you just give millions of dollars to his grandchild for no reason. Moreover, the emails include references to Joe Biden getting 10% of a cut from a Chinese deal. It also shows Biden Associates warning not to use Joe Biden's name but to employ codes like the big guy. (laughs) I don't know if we'll ever be able to crack this code. I don't know. We may never find out who the big guy is. You know it. At the same time, the president and the first lady are referenced as benefiting from offices and receiving payments from Hunter Biden. Indeed, Hunter complains that his dad has taken half of everything he's taking in. We may never be able to connect these dots. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. So what uh, Byron Donalds fails to appreciate, congressman from Florida, who was trying to get the media to pay attention to this, these very real and very credible and voluminous pieces of evidence that Joe Biden has been selling influence and has been doing it for a very long time, particularly when he was vice president as he was looking for a soft landing after Obama's um, second term. And, you know, he's, he's, you got Joe, he's, he's done at that point, right? Or so he thought because Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency and she would be there for eight more years. And Joe Biden would, you know, be in his nineties and that's way too old to be president. Right. So he was trying to feather the nest so he could have uh, a good retirement and have the, the three homes, two in Delaware. Why do you, by the way, why do you have two houses in Delaware? Like, really? You don't want to mix up the states a little bit, get a separate house going? 
I don't know, different place. Could have bought one down here in the south, you know, whatever. Out west, I don't know. Just two in Delaware, of all places, of all the states to own two homes. Delaware, it's not a very big state. So what Byron Donalds failed to appreciate when he implored the reporters to pay attention to the story is that sometimes this is how Pulitzers are made. Ignoring stories. Mm-hmm. For example, about 100 years ago, New York Times reporter Walter Durante won the Pulitzer Prize for his coverage of the Soviet Union, despite serving as an apologist for Joseph Stalin. Durante refused to report on actual conditions from mass killing to starvation in the workers' paradise. Thus, when the Soviets were starving to death as many as 10 million Ukrainians, the Times ran a Durante story with the headline, quote, Russians hungry, but not starving. He not only spinned Stalin labor camps that killed millions, but he also attacked reporters who sought to uncover the truth. Years later, Ukraine and various groups demanded that Durante's prize be rescinded. But the committee insisted that there was, quote, no clear and convincing evidence of deliberate deception. In discussing modern Russian propaganda, researchers at the Rand Corporation described it as having two distinctive features. Number one, high numbers of channels and messages. And uh, number two, a shameless willingness to disseminate partial truths or outright fictions. So lots of channels and messages. Lots of, so you're always getting bombarded with this stuff. And then a willingness, shameless willingness to disseminate falsehoods. The coverage in, of the Biden corruption scandal has all the markings of a state media, the consistent spin, the almost universal lack of details, the absurd distinctions that are being made. And so now you've got this document that the FBI has had in its possession for what now, years, two years, three years? What have they done with it? Because that's the next question. The first question is, What's in the document? Now, Raskin and Comer have apparently seen it. The next question is, what has the FBI done with it? I thought it was interesting that they both appeared together at that uh, at the, the briefing. After they had seen it, they came out and they did a press briefing. It was not carried on C-SPAN. Um, I'm checking now on... Whoops. Oh, hang on a second. Um... No, yeah, I mean, there's nothing four months ago, three months ago, three months ago. There's nothing with Raskin and um, and Comer up at YouTube yet. So I, I am kind of curious. I saw it being carried on Fox News on the, the TV station, but that's it. Nowhere else. All right, hey, real quick. It is estimated that more than 6 million Americans have Alzheimer's. It affected my family. My grandpa had it. New research and treatments are showing promise, but there's still a long way to go. So can you help me by supporting the Alzheimer's Association's Western Carolina chapter? The Family Dance Party Charlotte's on June 10th. 
from 1 o'clock until 5 o'clock. It's at the Roxbury Nightclub in Uptown Charlotte. Go to Mix1079.com and get tickets and come bust a move on the dance floor or donate tickets to a family that's battling the disease. The Family Dance Party is presented by Jameson Realty. Again, if you can help us out, I appreciate it. Go to Mix1079.com and thank you for considering the request. I have uh, located the audio now. It's loaded up onto the C-SPAN of Congressman James Comer after he has reviewed... The document that lays out the allegations that uh, Joe uh, Joe Biden, as vice president, took a $5 million bribe. And um, they now have seen this document, he and the ranking Democrat on the House Oversight Committee, uh, that being Jamie Raskin. So here is uh, Republican congressman and the chairman of that committee, James Comer. Today, FBI officials confirmed that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and is currently being used in an ongoing investigation. (gasps) The confidential human source who provided information about then-Vice President Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted, highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. So we we can't trust him, I guess, right? These are facts and no amount of spin and, frankly, lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee, and we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Given the severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers, transparency, and accountability. The investigation is not dead. This is only the beginning. It appears this investigation is part of an ongoing investigation, which I assume is in Delaware. The Oversight Committee will follow the, effect, follow the facts and be transparent to the American people with our findings. I'll be happy to answer a couple questions. Yes, are we talking about, Congressman Comer, are we talking about just one document or are we talking about several documents? And what could these documents actually hold? Could they end up showing more Biden family business dealings with other countries? Okay, well, first off, all right, hang, this document- all right, hang on a second. The dude just saw the document, did he not? So he could tell you what's in it. If it's unclassified, tell us what's in it. It was dated, I think you all know this, from the subpoena on July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks and there's a term for that it's called money laundering yeah that's that, what i again, thought again is what the the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said so we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing frankly in other countries too in multiple yes documents? we believe there are multiple documents Mr. Chair, yes. why do you need the document in hand? You just got a chance to 
UX. So why do you need it, and why move forward with consent when the FBI says they're cooperating in good faith? Well, if let's just look at what what I've read in a lot of the media accounts. Uh, and, and with statements that Ian Sams has made from the White House that, you know, there's no merit to this, this is crazy, this is a conspiracy theory. And, and I'm, you're just supposed to take my word or, or, or the FBI's word, I'm supposed to take the FBI's word that they're investigating this or that uh, you know, you're going to write that the source is unverified or whatever. Remember, the, the, the main reason they're not wanting to make this public is because they're concerned about the source. The highly credible, and I haven't read that in a lot of outlets, the highly credible source that's been with the, been with the uh, Bureau since the Obama administration. One, one, more, one, one more question. One more question. What's Thank you very much, Chairman. Um, in addition to initiating contempt proceedings, do you plan to, um, or do you expect in the near future, Prefer criminal charges to the DOJ despite the DOJ. We're, right now, we are going to we want the we want the form 1023. We believe, uh, due to the fact that it is not classified, this is not a classified document. That uh, this is an important part of our investigation, and uh, we want to. Have this document in hand. I'll, I'll do. I'll do one more. Oh, yeah. what, what a liar! He's taking another question. Lies. Gosh, you can't trust any of these politicians. All I know is there's an ongoing investigation. They confirmed there's an ongoing investigation using this information. I assume that ongoing investigation is in Delaware. I don't know that, but I assume that. Can you break that down? And I assume that's because what the one of the lead investigators is based in Delaware or something. I don't know. But um, how long has this been going on now? Three years? This investigation has lasted three years. Really? Assumption? I'm sorry? Can you break down why that's your assumption or what information you have to support that? Why do you think it's in Delaware? Can you break down why that's your assumption and what information you have to support that that's based in Delaware? I assume it's Delaware. I'll put it like that. What country is foreign national from? Mr. Chair, could yes. you take notes today? Were you able to take notes in there? I took notes on the unclassified portion, but then there was a classified portion. Did <gasps> you want to have follow-up briefings from the FBI on this? Uh, again, the ball's in the FBI's court. Thank you all very much. All right, he's out. All right, so now I got it. Right, now, uh, Jamie Raskin, I see, uh, I saw he, he came up. He, he may have spoken, actually, for a longer period of time. So what we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll get a traffic update, and then we'll hear Jamie Raskin. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? So uh, the ranking members of each uh, from each party on the House Oversight Committee got to look at this Federal Form 1023, this unclassified document that outlined the allegations by a confidential human source 
that said Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery deal, apparently with Romania. And uh, they got to look at that document in the FBI headquarters because the FBI has refused to turn the document over to Congress that is investigating. So we heard from James Comer, the Republican. Here's Jamie Raskin, the Democrat. Hello, everyone. Um, So the FBI sent over a high-level delegation to comply with the oversight majority's uh, demand for us to see this document. Uh, We saw the document, uh, and the, the FBI team actually went way beyond showing us the document to explain the the historical and prosecutorial and legal context uh, of the document. And from that, what I learned was that uh, Attorney General Barr uh, named uh, Scott Brady, who was the U.S. Attorney for Western Pennsylvania, uh, to head up a group of prosecutors and FBI agents who would look into all of uh, the allegations related to Ukraine, as Attorney General Barr himself put it, we have to take everything coming from Ukraine with a a grain of salt. Um, But after uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, surfaced these allegations, uh, this group was appointed and they looked into um, the the Form 1023 um, and that this group was um, created in June um, and spent the summer on it and, uh, as I understand it, in August determined that there was no grounds to escalate from an initial assessment to a preliminary investigation. And the standard for moving from an assessment to a preliminary investigation in FBI prosecutorial protocol is whether there are articulable facts giving rise to suspicion of criminal activity. So they apparently decided that there was not, and they called an end to the investigation. Oh, now, recall right. that this is under Attorney General William Barr and his hand-picked prosecutor, uh, Mr. Brady, who was a Trump appointee. They were the ones who decided that there was no grounds further based on what this confidential human source uh, reported from um, a, a conversation with another person. They decided that there was no grounds to escalate this up the investigative prosecutorial chain. Well, and okay, so, you know, Barr decides no, and uh, that's that's it. I'm satisfied. Don't Aren't you? What? No? Okay. Uh, so if there's a complaint, the complaint is with Attorney General William Barr, the Trump Justice Department, okay. and the team that the Trump administration appointed All to right. look into it. Sure, I'm fine with that. But, um, I, you know, I'm just surprised that my colleagues want to try to uh, litigate this in public, much less hold the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation in contempt for complying with their request when there was a whole process that was undertaken and that process uh, came to its natural end, as I understand. No, but see, yes, that's the thing. Like, he, he, they didn't comply. They demanded the document be turned over. The FBI refuses to turn it over. They say, if you want to look at it, you can come look at it. We're going to give you a whole presentation. And the whole presentation is, hey, look, we looked at it for two months and we said doesn't meet, uh, it doesn't rise to a level for an investigation. And so we're not going to investigate it. And that's what they decided. Bill Barr's team, that's what they decided. All right, did they have the bank accounts? Did they have all of the shell companies that money was moving through and the payouts like dividends to nine members of the Biden family? Did they have all of that? 
or no? Might that have made a difference in whether or not there was an articulable criminal element to be charged? No? There was no criminal charges that you see from what you saw today. Well, there were definitely, there were, not only were there no criminal charges, there was no escalation of the FBI's investigation that was ordered by Scott Brady or by Attorney General. But you see what he's doing now. So because they didn't escalate it, that's now proof that there wasn't anything wrong. He's citing that as proof, like it's it's an acquittal. But it's not. All they're saying is they didn't have enough evidence to to, to have it rise. And you can believe that or not. And far be it for me to suggest that I lack faith and confidence in the FBI, but I lack faith and confidence in the FBI. Barr, they all signed off on ending that investigation. So, yeah, remember, what we're talking about here is a confidential human source reporting a conversation with someone else. So what we're talking about is secondhand hearsay, uh, and they did whatever. um, By the way, that is exactly what it took to get the uh, Crossfire Hurricane launched. Right. He, he wants to dismiss this as hearsay, but that's exactly what happened with George Papadopoulos. Some guy at a bar in Australia, right, makes some comments with lips loosened by liquor and we have crossfire hurricane. But in this case, oh, you know, just some guy, confidential human source, a confidential human source that, as Comer said, had been utilized by the FBI for 20 years almost, and has been paid six figures for the intel he has provided. So, like, how does that, like, isn't that the same standard y'all accepted with Christopher Steele? Absolutely. It absolutely is. But again, it's Bill Barr and Bill Barr's team. So, we have to believe what they did was all on the up and up, don't we? Because it was Bill Barr. And as I understood, he is a he's a big Trump loyalist to the bitter end, right? Right? News is next. <laughs> 